I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. It is Saturday, a day before NFL kickoff. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball when you download for a full deposit match. In this episode, I'm welcomed by the co-founder, and of course, you know him, Arm Layton and Crabsbet writes for Just Baseball in the KBO sector, as well as host BTL behind the lines for Book It Sports. We're going over our favorite three NFL picks. We also have some leans, and of course, we're going to have some player props, which you should play on prize picks. Let's do a quick recap of Rams versus Bills. I had the under, which smacked. I had the Rams, which was the opposite of smacking. And I had Ben Skronik, over 19 and a half receiving yards. What a hit. Aram, how was your Thursday night? I'll be honest, man. Your Rams just, did betting aside, disappointed me because I was so pumped for that game and it was just not very exciting. So um, but uh, I, I had a free play, used it on Rams money line because I just, I figured that might as well. Uh, but I mean, the Bills, dude, I feel like the most popular bet's going to be moving forward is everyone throwing money on the Bills to win the Super Bowl after what they just did uh, to the defending champs. Crabs. We were both on the Rams as well, Aram. Mm-hmm. We were all on the Rams. Everyone and everyone and their mother was on the Bills. And sometimes you lose yeah. on that one. But everyone and their mother was on the over either. So Vegas got a little bit, and I'm sure they made tons of money from player props. How'd you do on Thursday night? Um, went one and two. It is what it is. Had a teaser with the Rams and the Browns. Uh, and that shit did not pay. It's already lost. So I'm going to go ahead and keep teasers out of my repertoire going forward. They're literally just parlays. Done. Yeah. Um, I was on the under. That was my favorite play. Shit hits. Uh, and I took Cooper Cup under a touchdown, which, you know, it is what it is. You charge it to the game. Probably shouldn't fade him ever again. He's literally that good. He's unstoppable. He's a freak. Now, should they have kicked a field goal on that drive and not gone for it? And if that happened, he probably wouldn't score a touchdown. And I'd literally be Jeff Bezos. Yes. Uh, did he have the footwork of a cheetah in the end zone and got seven feet down, which no other player could also? Yes. Uh, but I'm not an excuse guy. You charge it to the game and I'm probably not going to be fading Cooper cup going forward. It is what it is. And that's why this is going to be a good episode. We have the X's and O's as well as a contrarian angle, because more than likely what you can do is look at where all the money is and just <laughs> fade it. But there are some instances like the bills where you should be taking the better team even if the public is all over them. So we're going to get right into it. Krabs, I want to start with you. What is your favorite pick? We'll go around the horn because we all have a bunch of different picks, a bunch of different games that we're going to go over. So you give your pick. We're going to react to it, then Arm, then me, and we'll go around the horn. Krabs, what's your first pick? Yeah, guys. And if you don't follow me, follow me on Twitter real quick. Shameless plug at Krabs with the K underscore bets. Uh, I've already posted a parlay, a $10 parlay, lunch money. Uh, with every single lean from the NFL this week. And it's 1-0 so far. We'll take it wow. with the under. Uh, let's carry on, though. The first play I want to talk about here is the Bears. The mm. Bears, plus seven. I grab seven now as soon as you can because this is going to six and a half, uh, maybe six. And that's a key number. I want that hook. I want that seven. Let me tell you why the Bears are going to cover. And let me tell you why I think they may win this game. Uh, Justin Fields. Everyone's talking about how bad of a rookie year he had. Yes, well, he had Matt Nagy as his coach. 
uh, who might as well be me or you up there, Peter, as a coach. The dude was a bot. Um, new coaching staff coming in here. Justin Fields, I'm not giving up on him. He might be Mr. Vegan and not eat steaks, but I put that past him. And I think he's going to have a great year this season. I really do. Um, and I want those seven points at home on a little bit more of a veteran team. And honestly, as a Trey Lance guy, I have him on some of my fantasy teams this year. I'm high on him, but I'm not high on him in his first start this year in the rain in Chicago at Soldier Field, where for better or worse, you know, just like with the command, like with my commanders, there's going to be way too many fans there supporting that poverty franchise. And I think they keep it within a touchdown. I really do. Um, I really like David Montgomery this season. Their line is okay. Uh, and I just think it's going to take Shanahan and Trey Lance a couple weeks to really get in the groove here. Um, and there's a reason why their Super Bowl odds are not great. I thought they'd be a little bit better since they've been in the Super Bowl recently. I don't think this 49ers team is going to be as great as they've been in the past. I don't want to doubt Shanahan, but I am going to doubt him enough to take the plus seven here with the Bears at home with the quarterback, you know, coming back after a whole season, a bunch of film that I'm sure he's watched, a bunch of stuff he's improved on. It's now or never for Fields. It really is. Uh, and I think he gets it done. And I do think the Bears win this game outright, but I'm taking the touchdown. Uh, Bears plus seven. They cover this So the Bears are, again, plus seven. Uh, the over-under is 40 and a half. This is most likely <laughs> going to be a low-scoring game, one in the trenches. My only worry with this bet, is with that total so low, how are the Bears going to score on this 49ers defense? The 49ers are going to go into this season with one of the best defenses in the NFL. You can say that the offense, like, oh, we aren't sure about Trey Lance. We aren't sure how it's going to mesh totally. And that's that's a valid concern, especially because he hasn't had that much, you know, he hasn't had that much experience yet in the NFL, but everybody's already coining him the next Patrick Mahomes. So I like that angle with it. But my only concern here is how are the how are the Bears going to score? I the way I peg this game is I think it's going to be pretty close. Like I I wouldn't I probably wouldn't go 49ers with the points, but I'm a little afraid to go with the Bears because I don't know how they're going to get their touchdowns. You have Darnell Mooney, who's a good wide receiver there too, but their overall weapons are so, for lack of a better term, and Arm hates this term, but mid. Like <laughs> That's Arm, fair in that, is it a fair in that context. No, you don't like mid? It's fair in that context. I, I have the same concern, but at the same time, it's like with, with such a low over-under, like, they could backdoor cover, score one touchdown, and and literally I could see it being 14-7 final score, like especially if the weather is the way it is. But I, I am excited to see Montgomery, you know, really kind of run free. And I'm excited to see Fields. I agree. I I think Fields is is extremely talented, horrible situation. And oh, we've seen so many different times where a QB doesn't even really get a chance to, to show what he's capable of because of the situation that he inherits. And I, I think fields is going to show a, a lot of really good things, but uh, I like it. I don't, I don't hate the pick at all, uh, especially at home for the bears. And it's going to be a sloppy game. And when you get an, when you get a touchdown cushion in a sloppy game, usually that, that works out pretty well. Here are some be a lot of running. Here are some stats for you crabs. Um, these are off action network. And there's a couple of systems where the bears fit in pretty nicely. Week one underdogs that missed last year's playoffs are 126, 101, and 5 against the spread, 55.6%. The Bears fit that model. Also, week one underdogs that won four to six games the prior season are 70, 34, and 2 
ATS, 67%. That's where the Bears fit in as well. So you do have some stats backing you up, but also Crabs. New head coaches making their team debut are 7-16 and ATS. 30.4% 30.4% over the last four seasons. They are three and 19 and one straight up and the bears fit that one as well. So right. it's, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. Remember all the trends we were talking about yesterday with the Rams and bills. Remember how all those pointed towards the Rams pretty much. How many times did you hear McVay's undefeated ATS and outright on week one? That shit didn't matter one bit. Trends are meant to be broken. Law of averages. Look it up. Uh, everything comes back full circle. Everything comes back and evens out. I'm a firm believer in it. Uh, I feel great with the Bears here in this spot at home against a rookie quarterback in the pouring down rain where both teams are going to be running the ball the entire game. The clock literally will not stop. And this game will not get out of a touchdown the entire game, I don't think. I think the worst they go down is seven. God forbid, you know, the Bears go down and score first. If the Bears go down there and score first, even if it's a field goal, they cover. Plain (laughs) and simple. Uh, And even if they don't, I just don't think there's going to be many points. I think Trey Lance is going to have a ton of growing pains. Maybe the worst spot for a young quarterback to be making his, you know, first start of the season here uh, in the rain, in a rowdy stadium where the Bears have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose in this game. Trey Lance, like you said, it's like Mahomes is already handing him off an MVP trophy or Aaron Rodgers is going to go hand deliver it to him. Uh, I don't get it until I actually see the guy ball out, which I haven't yet. I'm not a believer. And I think we will see it later in the season, just not week one in the rain against the Bears in a spot where they have everything to lose. And now Jimmy G's behind him, you know, and, and if he I, it's not going to happen week one, but if he struggles for a few weeks, they've got Jimmy G there. If they're fighting for their season, if they start 0-3, whatever it is, like there's going to be a little bit of rumblings of like, hey, we've got Jimmy G still there. Like, should we see what he can do? Um, there's a little bit more pressure added there as well now that, yep. that the Niners have you know inked him to to a contract for this season and he's not going anywhere um what's your favorite pick so I know you guys like this one as we talked about before we recorded uh and, and you guys kind of agree with this one but I, I was looking at you know the the narrative around Baker Mayfield and you know how he's going to get his revenge on the Browns and I think everyone in their moms as we talked about is probably thinking the same thing I almost caught myself thinking that at first and I'm like hey, that's just way too obvious uh, and then you have the story come out where he basically said like, fuck the the Browns or whatever it was. And then he said, no, yeah. I didn't say that. W- whatever that all is. The public is, is kind of buying that narrative. Right. And, and we've seen the public kind of laying some money on the Panthers, but let's be real. The Panthers are one of the worst rosters in the NFL. They're just not a good football team. I know they have Christian McCaffrey. He's great, but you look at what the Browns have. Of course, they're, they're a little bit needy at quarterback right now, but I think Jacoby Brissett can do enough given how much better, the Browns roster is also he has all the weapons in the world. Their running game is, is fantastic. He doesn't need to do much. Just get the ball out quick. He's got good receivers still overall. And uh, I mean, their offensive lines, they're going to dominate in the trenches. I, again, I think really Jacoby Brissett just has to not lose them the game. And I think he's capable of doing that. Um, I don't care about the narrative. I know Baker's going to, you know, have that anger and want to get his revenge, but it you can only do so much when your team is just a full couple notches below the fact that it's a pick em is crazy to me i think the browns are a no-brainer you know you know what percent has to do arm you know what all he has to do for them to win this game he's got to go like this <laughs> yeah he's got to just hand the ball off ready that's Here it go. ready break hand the ball. <laughs> i'm pretty I, sure he can do that i'm almost positive i 
I think he can. I, I've seen him do it. He, he did it a couple of times for the Dolphins last I've year. I've seen him do it a time or two. Yeah. I oh. think he does it again. And literally hand the ball off to Chubb, hand the ball off to Hunt. You win the game. The That's Browns it. are one of my favorite picks too. And yep. I also find it interesting to arm. You're totally right. The public is all over the Panthers right now. If you're looking on action network on CBS sports on covers.com, one of the most public bets of the of week one so far but the line has moved in the direction that you would want it to if you are a browns better you know we saw plus one we saw plus one and a half now it's a pick them now it's basically minus 110 either way i'm willing to go with the browns here while the panthers do have home field advantage i think it's very telling that usually on a neutral field you're or on a neutral field like a three-point favorite so the panthers here if the books really thought that the Panthers were that much better than the Browns. I don't think it really would be a pick them. And I don't think, while I don't think that Baker Mayfield is bad, like I, I'm not one of those people. No, I don't think he's the bad quarterback, but I don't think he's that much of a notch above Jacoby Brissett at the same time. And then you look at the surrounding weapons around the Browns. I think they have a better defense as well. Oh, and head coach Matt rule. Like, I don't think he's really proved anything in the NFL yet. Like I am more than likely willing to go with the Browns and I was going to take them on the money line with that value. But now that it's gone here and again, that week one underdogs that missed the playoffs last year, the Browns fit that narrative. Um, and yeah, that's, that's one of the systems again, 126, 101 and five ATS. And um, since 2011, that trend is even stronger at 76, 54 and two ATS at 58.5%. The Browns is one of my favorite picks. So we're on the same page there. So I might, might even move into my second favorite pick. Um, this is probably my favorite, but the Browns are in my top three. I'm going with the Eagles here, guys. I'm going with the Eagles to absolutely blow out the Detroit Lions. The hard knocks factor, we already know all about that. But with the neutral field, Basically, what Vegas is telling you is that they think the Eagles are a seven, seven and a half point team better than the Lions. I think they're more than that. And I don't think that this home field advantage thing is going to really matter that much. I think the Eagles have one of the overall best rosters in the NFL. Mm -hmm. They upgraded with A.J. Brown. They draft Jordan Davis, who I love, who I actually have as defensive rookie of the year. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who they got from the Saints. This is one of the most loaded, healthy teams in the NFL I think this is going to be a great season for Jalen Hurts and I just don't really believe in the Lions also Vegas is sitting on a win total with the Lions at six and a half with 90 percent of the public all over it on the over where are they going to win these games whether I think that the Eagles like if you're looking at a survivor pool I think they are a phenomenal bet do they cover the spread is the question here but I think they win this game by a touchdown or more. I think they blow them out. In week one last year, they did really well, too. I'm all over the Eagles in this spot. Peter, Perhaps. do you know who the most bet team to win their division is in the NFL this year? I think it's the Eagles. Do you know who the top who a top three most bet win total over is this year? Is it the Eagles? It's the Eagles. You know who has a sellout crowd for the first time in four years for a home game this year? In week the Lions. One? It's the Lions. Uh I am anti-Lions. I'm anti-Eagles. I'm in a pickle here, Peter. I'll be honest with you. I am. Uh, because I love fading hard knocks. And the hard knocks effect is real. We saw that win total climb. They're also one of the most heavily bet overs this year, which is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my he entire life. The most heavily bet over. It, it hurts to even say out loud. Because Dan makes, Campbell's chill. I think that's it literally makes my it. body hurt. 
Yeah, and Dan Campbell's awesome. Like he he could give me a motivational coffees. speech, and I'll literally run through a wall like the Kool Aid Man. But that doesn't mean he's going to win, you know, a football game or maybe put a helmet and pads on and go play. Yeah. I don't understand it. The Lions O line is very good. I'll give them that. And they have two good playmakers in Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, but that defense stinks. Um, and the Eagles have a very good roster. Now, we don't know what's going to be good with the Eagles this year. We've never seen this team with a lot of new pieces. We've never seen them really play. Uh, so I think there's a lot of question marks with this team. I don't like backing teams who are most heavily bet to win their division um, or team total, win total, right? So I'm in a pickle here, uh, but I've heard a lot of Eagles talk, man. I really have, and it scares me. It does. Now, that line is moving accordingly. It's up to four and a half now, Peter. Um, so if you're going to bet it, I bet it now. But you're going to be with all the public on that one. Well, I already but bet it four, but I'm also not with the bet. public. Just because you've heard it doesn't mean it's true, maybe in, in some of our circles. But if you look across like a couple of different websites, like Covers.com or Action or CBS Sports, Currently, there is more money on the Lions. And I do feel that as people get closer to kickoff too, they're going to be that trendy underdog. You know, Detroit's going to be popping, just like you said. But I don't put a ton of stock in there. It's not like that's going to worry the Eagles. This isn't a rookie quarterback in Jalen Hurts. This isn't a rookie roster. We even heard Jason Kelsey on the mic basically saying, yeah, it's great that everybody's saying that we're going to be all good, but you got to prove it. They're, they're a team that's been there, done that. There's nobody on the Lions that I'm really afraid of. The Lions are not very good against running quarterbacks. They're just not that good of a football team. And if if we're talking about most bet on overs, like the Lions are more bet on over than the Eagles are. So the only real thing that the Lions have going in their favor is the home field advantage. And what you know as a football better, that three and a half, four line is one of the biggest traps in an underdog. People think that, oh, you know, I'm getting more than a field goal. And the favorites like, oh, they have to cover more than a field goal. They probably will cover more than a field goal. And they're probably going to win by a touchdown. Like I'm almost willing to take them six and a half. I don't think this game is really going to be all that close. Once Jalen Hurts started running the football more at the end of the year, they went seven and three. There's a there's a strategic game plan now to let Jalen Hurts use his legs. While they have AJ Brown, um, who is definitely a new piece, there's still plenty of pieces that have been there before and done that. So even if AJ Brown doesn't have the best start. It may not matter because even without A.J. Brown, they were a high-powered offense. That's why I'm all over the Eagles. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to be good. They're the team that scares me the most as a commander's fan. Um, but you might need to hit refresh on that data for that betting stuff. I'm seeing 74% of the money and handle here on the Eagles, but that's just on DraftKings. Um, I will say there's a difference between early money coming in when these lines drop uh, and late money. Uh, and usually I like to be on the side of the early money. And we're seeing a lot of money now today, a lot of talk today, a lot of money today, a lot of line movement today towards the Eagles, which is definitely a red flag. Um, red flag team, for Eagles betters or red for the flag Eagles, for the Eagles. You think yes. it's bad for the Eagles? Or you think late, it's money, late money usually is not smart money. Early money is usually smart money. Early money was on the Lions. Now all the late money is pouring in on the Eagles. You're going to see more money pouring on them throughout the weekend. You're going to see the Eagles and everyone's survivor picks, them and the Ravens. Um, and every year we see a survivor pick that Fs up everybody and knocks out a third of the league. And I, I really do think it could be the Eagles. So we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Don't even know if I'm confident enough to bet the Lions. So you might be fine um, if you have a better reader angle on this than I do. But 
I've seen this movie before. This is still the Eagles. This is still a quarterback who can't really throw. Um, and they went out and got a really good receiver, which tells me they're going to try to throw more, which definitely concerns me. Uh, we'll be seeing though. It's still the Lions. It's still, still the Lions. Lions. Arm, what's right? your what's your read on the Eagles Eagles uh, Lions game? Well, it's funny because actually one of my picks that that I like is is off of that game. And look, I, I think I think the hard knocks effect. I was going to bring that up too. Is definitely an interesting wrinkle in this. And um, I mean, everyone has been. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about the Eagles as well. But sometimes buzz is justified, right? I mean, and I think with this Eagles team, it, it might just be. And Hurts. I think this is this is one of those years where I think he's going to kind of take it to the next level. And uh, they've done everything they've can to like give him everything he needs. And it's sort of like Tua with the Dolphins. It's like, if you can't do it now, and obviously Hertz showed much better things last year, but if you can't do it with this cast, like you're not going to do it. But I think he's ready to go. And I think they're going to try to make a statement in this game. And and I think the Eagles are, are a pretty solid pick. What I like even more is the over. And that's my other pick in this. I'm sorry to skip you, Krabs, but I figured since we're uh, still talking about this game, that Talk was the other pick I wanted to give. So it's yep. over, what is it, 48? was the last time I saw that. And um, I, I think this this game is going to be a, a really high-paced and high-scoring matchup. You're talking about two teams that can really run the football and two teams that can't stop the run. Uh, you also mentioned that Hurts might try to sling it a little bit more. I'm interested to see how that looks, but I think they're still going to lean into their strength, and that's going to be pounding the rock against a team that – I mean, the Lions were the worst run defense in the NFL by a lot of different metrics. And if yep. I mean, you look at PFF, they're, they're far and away the worst in last year's uh, rankings there. Uh, and it's not like the Eagles were very good there. And the Eagles have made a lot of great additions, but I wouldn't say that stopping the run is one of the things that they improved the most through the offseason. Uh, I think the Lions are going to lean into what they do best, which is run the football. And uh, I, I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game. And, and I think we're going to see a lot of points pretty quickly. I could totally see that. I also, I guess my reasoning is that this defense has gotten a lot better over the offseason. Like they've added a lot of additions to that defensive line. And I think that they're going to be good. So the reason why I think that total is so high is because I think the Eagles are going to blow them out. And I also think that, you know, when we look at week one of last season, it's a different team, of course, but the Eagles won 32 to six against the Falcons last year in week one. Like this is a, this is a head coach, Nick Sirianni, who's, a very good head coach, I think, in my mind. I think he's a possible coach of the year, and I think he'll have his team very prepared. While I think there will be a lot of late money on all the people who watch Hard Knocks liking the Lions and not believing the Eagles hype, because at the end of the day, it is the Eagles, like you said, Crabs. Like, what have they kind of proved? They have this new shiny offense. Like, I just watched Hard Knocks. Like, I saw how raw, raw the Lions get, and I think we will see a lot of money on the Lions. Like, I think there's a lot of money in a lot of different places. And um, I have just been on the Eagles. Like, for example, I already betted at minus four, um, but I'd be willing to take it at minus four and a half. Like, I was even talking, like, I'd take it up to six and a half. Like, I think they, I think they score... 30 plus points and but to your point arm i think that the i think it goes over because i think Mm -hmm. this is like a 34 21 type game the lions will still get get a few a few touchdowns yeah no this isn't a perfect this isn't a perfect defense but they've done a lot to it they are a well-rounded defensive unit at this point so i'm all over them all right you're taking a you're taking a square play. Hey, maybe it's a good thing. You know, legalized betting. It's it's reaching a lot of new places this year. It's the first weekend of NFL. Hey, I there's been thoughts going through my head. Maybe I should take this weekend off because I think they may fill the squares bankrolls up, 
and then just slowly drain it throughout the year and then take everything else, everything. It could because happen. They're not going to lose money. I'm not sold. This is square crabs. I'm not sold. Yeah, I'm not either. Let's 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 track the line. It's still it's early. Right? We're track we still it. got some time. Let's let's keep our eyes peeled. All right. Let's keep our eyes peeled. What is your favorite? Because right now, currently, we have you on the Bears. We have Arm and I on the Browns money line. I'm on the Eagles minus four, minus four and a half. Take them up to minus six and a half. Yeah, I said it. And Arm is on the full game over 48. So yep. let's go to your next pick. Well, I co-signed the Browns, and it's my favorite play of the um, of the weekend. But I wanted to pick something else because there's a bunch of plays I like. Probably too many. Um, probably too so many. We're probably we're probably screwed on the Browns. They're gonna lose by ten because we're all on them. Whatever, yada yada yada. You were listening uh, to Big Cat too. He was like, uh, the first weekend <laughs> of college football. He was coming out. He's like, I have seven plays, and he looks at the board. He's like, I have twenty seven plays. <laughs> it's one of those kind of things. Or you look at the NFL board, you're like, I like them he's all. The goat. He's the he goat. He's the goat. Um. Yeah. I I literally love. I have an angle in almost every game that I really <laughs> like. And it's like the meme of the dude with the vein popping out of his forehead, sitting at the desk, like restraining himself from, from I, I'm literally restraining myself from bed on everything, whatever. Um, I absolutely love the grossest play you can possibly take week one. Uh, when I bet this, I got a notification saying I'm actually the first person on earth to bet it, uh, which is very surprising, but I'm on the Seahawks plus six and a half. Um, all jokes aside, I actually haven't locked this in yet because I'm waiting because I think it's going to get to seven. I really think it's going to get to seven. I'm in zero rush to bet it. Um, people are going to lose coins all weekend, left and right on football. Uh, and by the time we get to Monday nights, we are going to see this line get to seven because everyone's going to be betting on Russell Wilson on his new team. Russell Wilson on the Broncos. Oh, my gosh. This Broncos team, incredible. Hand on the rings. They already have their freaking ring sizes already good. Uh I'm not buying it. I watched Russell Wilson. Now, granted, he was on a terrible team last year. Uh, that was the worst Russell Wilson I've ever seen. Uh, Russell Wilson is more worried about what his wife is doing and tennis matches he's been attending of late uh, than he is his football team that he's running, in my opinion. I thought that's weird that he's been traveling around doing a bunch of stuff a week before the season, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, no one on earth is taking the Seahawks at home for good reason. This team stinks, right? But I like Pete Carroll, and he may be old, but I'll tell you right now, that stadium in Seattle, the 12th man, is going to be bonkers. On Monday Night Football, it's going to be loud. We know that's the loudest stadium in football, and we talk about home, home field advantages, Peter. They've got the best one, and they're going to be booing the living shit out of Russell Wilson for leaving that team. And hey, Russell Wilson is really good and he has every right to go wherever he wants to. Okay. I support players going wherever I support players getting paid, but that doesn't mean that Seattle is not going to hate his absolute guts and have something to play for against their old quarterback who left them to dry here. And you could say the same thing about Russ, right? He wants to beat his old team too. He probably doesn't fuck with him either, but that's one guy. I want the 22 guys. I want the 12th man. I want Seattle getting seven points at home and Geno Smith, who may not be great, but he knows the offense like the back of his hand. He's a seasoned vet. He's not going to make crazy mistakes. This is the first season we've seen Russell Wilson with all these pieces. And like I've already talked about a lot today, it might take some of these new teams a week or so to get their feet under them. And I'm not high on the Broncos this year, not saying I'm high on Seattle, but on Monday night football, 
when everyone's trying to make their coins back, laying the minus seven on Russell Wilson and his new team traveling back home to Seattle. No, thank you. I'll take Seattle. I'll take Rashad Penny, who I think is going to be a great back for them this year. I'm really excited to see him finally have the keys handed over to him and get that starting running back job. I think he's a menace and he's going to be great. And he's going to cause fits for that Denver defense. I really do. They're going to be smart. They're going to run the shit out of the ball. They're going to run clock. Uh, and I think Denver's going to run the ball a good amount too. I think Javante Williams is one of those underrated players in the NFL. Yeah. This clock's going to be ticking. This total is relatively low, although it's gone up a little bit. Uh, I think this stays within a touchdown, just like the Bears game does. Tough spot for Russell Wilson in his first game against his old team. Are you kidding me? This is the contrarian better's dream, and it's my favorite play of the weekend. That's the Monday night football game. So the overrunner is at 44. Currently, the Broncos are at six and a half. I do expect it to go up to seven because everyone and their mother is on it. Aram, you got something on that? Because I have another play in that specific game. But that is on Monday night football, and we will do an episode for Monday night football specifically. Yeah, I was gonna say if that goes to seven, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tail crabs on that one because it, I think people also kind of forget that Geno Smith looked as good as Geno Smith has looked uh, last season, especially in that in that last start that we saw from him. And I know it was against Jacksonville, but I just pulled it up because I thought I remembered him looking really good. Twenty to twenty four. Uh, with two touchdowns, no picks. He also ran in a touchdown as well. Like, I mean, G- Geno Smith is uh, a lot better than I think uh, people make him out to be because of how things went with the Jets. And like you said, he's been comfortable. He made four starts or at least played in four games with them last year. There's a little bit of comfortability there. And I think Rashad Penny, I mean, when he's healthy, he's as good as anybody. It's just really been about health for him. Um, You look at that loaded draft class he was a part of. He seemed like the one outcast because he was taken ahead of some of the better running backs in the NFL. But no, he's just as talented as anybody. And I don't know if he's going to stay healthy throughout the year. But again, like to the point that we've talked about with McCaffrey, which we'll get to in the player props, Week one's the healthiest some of these guys are going to be, and they're going to get the best Rashad Penny uh, possible this week. I, I think that's a great pick. I think it's a great pick, too. And for all the reasons, basically, when you guys broke it down, I like the under. I think that Seattle is going to run the football, run the football. They do not want to let Geno Smith lose this game for them in the air. And they already have a good running back, too. But Denver knows that. Denver is going to play against the run. I think there's going to be a lot of three outs. I think it's going to be hard for Seattle to score. But at the same time, I agree. There's a lot of new additions to this Denver offense. And while I do expect Denver offense to play relatively well, I think they will struggle early. So I really like the first half under the most. But I do think that this full game will go under 44. I know it's creeped up slightly. I just feel like I'm getting better value there. But instead of playing a side, because it almost seems a bit risky to me, it's just how will Russell Wilson respond? Because it is the 12th man. But at the same time, he's played in the 12th man his entire career. He's used to that noise. And he has all the weapons. Not used to booze. Not I'm used like to 80, booze. 80,000 people hating your guts. He's that's not used a good to that point one too. bit. And that's why I do think that he's not going to play as well as a lot of people think. So with all of these different factors, that's why I lean under. Because the bright spot of Seattle currently is their defense. And then I still think that the Broncos have a relatively fine defense. But I don't think that they're going to need to be that good because of how weak Seattle's offense is. Look. 
Russell Wilson is the guy who told them to stop playing future in the locker rooms because it got to his head. And he raises a son whose name is future, who is not his son. It's future son. Um, this is the kind of guy who tells me he's going to be affected by noise like this. Plain and simple. He has never come into any stadium and gotten booed. And he has never dealt with the emotions of this before ever. I think mentally it's going to get to him. And I think this spread, to be honest with you, Peter, I mean, the Broncos debatably have the best defense in football, definitely top five. The Seattle Seahawks have one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL. I thought this spread was going to be way higher, to be honest with you. I thought this would be closer to nine. And the fact that it's not tells me that this is going to get ugly for Russ. uh, And he's not going to be cooking much at home. Give me the under. Let's get into my favorite last play. How many more favorites do you have? Arm, do you have one more favorite, or are you done with your picks? Yeah, I got, I got my, uh, I got my homer pick, but I actually do really like it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that that little uh, breakdown. But you can go ahead. Perfect. Crabs has one more too. I will give my last favorite, and then I have a couple of leans that I kind of want to talk about, and then we'll get into some player props. This might be my favorite one. The Eagles are really like I love the Eagles here. How many favorite I plays love, you have? You got like seven I, favorite plays. These, these three are my favorite. Like I love them all equally. I'm playing them all equally. The Chargers. The Chargers, Ooh. I think, are going to win the Super Bowl. I think the wow. Chargers are the best team in the NFL. I think they have arguably a top five running back. I got some flack on that on the TikTok when I said that, and I was, and then some people listed out five, and I was like, well, would you rather have Eckler or Dalvin? I don't know. It's pretty close. They have our, okay, top 10, no doubt, in Austin Eckler. I think they have a great receiving core. You say that Keenan Allen's old. I say it's week one, and he's not going to look old in week one. Also, they have Mike Williams, and they have the cyborg quarterback in Justin Herbert. You look at the offensive line, which is way above average. You look at the additions on defense when they have Khalil Mack and Bosa off the edges. I think their linebacking core is fine, but then in, in the um, – their safeties in their corners. My only concern here with them is that JC Jackson is currently questionable yeah. and he's probably going to be a game time decision. He's not playing. That's slightly worrisome, but you know, it's not, it's not fully clear that he's not playing, but it is, it is worrisome there. But I think regardless, regardless, because they have Asante Samuel Jr. who also had a very solid rookie season. I think that this is such a well-rounded team But there's also added bonuses to this. It's not just because I think the Chargers are so good so that I just think that they're going to beat the Raiders. We know that in California, the Chargers don't really have a home field advantage. And the books know that, right? It's going to be mostly Raider fans in there, just like it is every game in Los Angeles because they they share a stadium. They don't have many fans to begin with. So that's being factored into the line, at least in my opinion. So what I think the line is telling me is that even in a neutral field, which most likely it will be, the Chargers are three and a half points better. Maybe you could give it a little bit to the Chargers. Maybe it's three, three. I, I'm not totally sure. But what I think the line is telling you also, 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 not just home field advantage on any of that kind of stuff. But this game already happened. Remember, it was almost a tie ball game. I think the Chargers are going to come out motivated to beat down that team that they just lost to. So I have the better team. I have the line that isn't factoring in home field advantage, at least in my eyes. And I think that the Raiders at plus three and a half 
are a cheeky dog right now. More of the public is technically on the Raiders. It's pretty split. It's not anything crazy, but more people are on that plus three and a half. I get the chargers and the field goal. The Raiders can cover with the field goal. I think the chargers blow them out, not blow them out, but I think they win by seven or more. And I think this is going to be kind of like on Thursday night with the bills that Justin Herbert comes in and people say to themselves, whoa, and he blows them out and the Chargers win by way more than three and a half. What do you guys think? I have zero read in this game. It's my least confident game. Part of me, part of me hears everyone talk about how great the Chargers and Justin Fields are, but the other part of me is like, God damn, Herbert. I think he, yes, sorry, Herbert. <laughs> You're, so you have stuck. Bears plus seven I'm in your so, mind. I'm so locked into the Bears. I'm, so, I'm literally in Chicago. Um, <laughs> I, I also think Herbert is awesome. This kid, I have nightmares because we drafted, and I love Chase Young, and I still think he could be great. I I wake up in screaming terrors at, at times because we drafted Chase Young instead of instead of him. The side, um, literally a robot. Um, he can run. He can throw hundred yards. He's accurate. He has great poise. He does everything. And that defense. Uh, did you talk about how they have Khalil Mack? Uh, oh, I talked about Khalil Mack and Bosa off the edges. That defense, oh my goodness. That Raiders defense. are going to get smothered. J.C. Jackson being out, not going to lie, that's a bad look for them with this really good receiving core slash tight end for Oakland. But Devontae um, Adams, new addition. I know he's got that relationship there with Derek Carr, so it probably won't take as long, but it might take a little while. I think yeah. Hunter Renfro will have a fine game. Is J.C. Jackson out? Out right now. I'm reading out for. I think was yeah. the, late, the last I saw. I, I, I saw a questionable game play. time decision. But even if he doesn't play, I don't care. I mean, obviously, if he plays, I like it more. But I'm way in on the Chargers. I think they prove that that Raiders game was a fluke. I think they come in hungry to prove themselves too. When you have a roster that good, and they're trying to prove themselves, I love that. I love uh, all of that. The, Give me all the, the Chargers. Only reason- only reason I'm confused is because I thought the Raiders were going to be dog shit last year, and they showed heart. They showed serious heart. Uh, Crosby, really good. They have Chandler Jones now, who should really help that D-line. But I'll tell you right now, Peter, if they're giving Justin Herbert more than three seconds on dropbacks, they're toast. toast. Uh, if Max Crosby isn't an absolute animal and him and, and Chandler Jones don't get at least a sack each, good fucking luck. Because that's going to be way too much time. And with those receivers on on the Chargers, they're going to be making plays. Um, and that that Oakland secondary is bad. Bad, bad, bad. And the thing so, is, the Chargers made these additions. Their offensive line it looks great. So I don't yeah. know if the Raiders are just going to be able to get to Herbert really quickly. Like, I think it's going to look kind of like the Josh Allen versus the Rams show. Where yep. it's just, we're blown away by the talent. Like, I, I think Justin Herbert is a tick below Josh Allen. Give me him at home where, okay. regardless, he's going to run up the score. Arm, what's your read on that game? I, I like it. If anything, I was going to ask you guys what you thought about the defenses because I do agree. I mean, they're sneaky good, and, of course, the, the Raiders have, have made some good additions there. And But I, I kind of like the over in it overall, especially if J.C. Jackson's out. I I do think that the Raiders are still going to get theirs. I mean, that offense is just – there's so many ways that they can beat you with with the way Renfro can just run around and get open and, and find open space. Now you have Devontae Adams, and you're going to have – I love 
Asante Samuel. I, I love him. I mean, he's a, he's a local South Florida kid. I mean, he is a beast, but that's a tall task. That's a tall task to have to try to drape all over Devontae Adams. They got uh, Derwin then, James back there. They got good safeties too. They're just, they remind me of the Bills, like a freaking loaded roster that like seems a little cheeky, but then they come out and it's like, no, I like the Chargers whoa. pick. I like it. I like it. I'm trying to find out because I knew uh, Darren Waller was questionable. I think he's, he doesn't play. He was more just questionable and didn't play this preseason because of contract stuff. It wasn't yeah. even really because of injuries. Uh, he's going to play. He should he's going to play. JC Jackson being out is bad for the Chargers, though. That's bad. Just His like Jordavius White being out was bad for the Bills. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very similar comp. Although I will say I take that Raiders – receiving core and weapons over the Rams right now. Cooper Cup is the GOAT. Uh, but you take him away, and that might be the worst receiving core I've ever seen. Alan Robinson. No, Allen Robinson could not get an inch of was, separation. Was yes, Allen right. Robinson even at the game last no. night? Him and Cam Akers were, were at a bar down the street. They weren't – I didn't even see them. They were know. They were on Rams <laughs> plus two and a half. Yeah. If they're on Rams plus two and a half, you'd think they want to play. Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's get um, – so that's my pick. That's I love the Chargers. Um, Aram, and then we'll end with Krabs on his favorite, and then we'll get yeah. into some props, and we'll say goodbye and happy Sunday. Aram, last pick. Yeah, and, and look, Peter knows me well, and, and Peter knows that I'm usually one of the first to fade the teams I root for because I was yes. just race traumatized as a South Florida <laughs> sports fan. Besides the Heat, I'm a biased Heat fan. I'll, I'll admit that. But when it comes to the Marlins and the Dolphins – I will almost never bet on them. I, I don't think I've ever bet on the Dolphins in the last several years, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to break. I'm going to break the trend this time around. I, I'm going to change things around and I'm going to bet on the Dolphins minus three and a half. And I, I, here's the thing. I know three and a half is a little bit, but I also think that's part of the reason why we're seeing the public go on the pads here is they look at three and a half. To, uh, give me the field goal against the Dolphins. You know, and now people are just excited because they have Tyreek now and people are thinking Tua is going to be bad. Like, great. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about the Dolphins this season. I'm not totally sure. I know they're going to be better. But the thing I am sure about is that the Patriots are going to stumble out of the gate. If the Dolphins were playing in Foxborough, I still, and it, let's say it was an even, you know, pick them. I still would have picked the Dolphins because I think people are really underestimating how lost this Patriots team is going to be offensively. They took a Dolphins cast off in Devontae Parker. They have no weapons. Jacoby Myers is one of their best weapons right now. I mean, I don't like the offense at all. And don't forget, they lose the OC. Now Joe Judge is going to be calling plays with Matt Patricia. I mean, if there's one thing Bill Belichick can't do is it's really run an offense. And, and now we're going to see them do that. Like I, I think that Mac Jones is going to struggle. We saw him make some brutal mistakes through the preseason. And I mean, Joe judge, are you kidding me? Like, I just, I think that it's going to be a problem for the Patriots. And also they never win in Miami. I thought that would be something that, you know, betters would get all over and start to pile on Miami. They haven't, the public is still on the Patriots. And I think, you know, everything checks out for me. I think this is going to be a dolphins win. I think they're going to take care of business. Also Aram. You've been watching the Dolphins now for a while, even when the Patriots have Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and Randy Moss and Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and literally everybody under the sun. They go to Miami and they don't play that well. No. And there's one funny thing about the design of the of uh, Hard Rock Stadium since they updated it. The home sideline, very shaded. 
the away visiting team sideline is right in the freaking sun. And it's we were there. shit. It's yeah, we were there. We were it's there hot. watching that. Yep. It's part of the reason why I think some of these, you know, when the Patriots come to town, it's, it's just a different beast. It's hot. Conditioning is huge, especially when it's 90 degrees and, and you're trying to keep up with this Dolphins team that's been practicing out in the sun all off season long. Uh, I, I just think there's so many things that go into this. They've never been good there. I think the Patriots are going to have a lot of issues in terms of figuring out how to get Mac Jones comfortable. I know he was solid last year, but this is, you lose McDaniel. This is a lot. This is a much different looking staff. And I don't think the offense has the weapons to, to really be able to, to make Jones comfortable. And this Dolphins defense is solid. I, yeah. They were good last year. I think they're going to be just as good this year. Uh, and they're good enough to to dial up the pressure and, and you know, give give Mac Jones some fits. And when you change offensive coordinators on a young quarterback, that's tough for him. Whatever co- young quarterback there is. I mean, we've seen it with Baker. We've seen it with so many of these quarterbacks that end up flaming out because they have a new offensive scheme. They have new everything. And it's tough to adjust, especially week one. Could Mac Jones then kind of start to develop and then end up having a decent season for the Pats? And the sure. Pats, you know, of course, win their eight, nine games because it's a Bill Belichick led team and us three could be the three wideouts for the Pats and they'd somehow figure out how to win games. Yes. But in week one, going to a place where you don't play well, the public is on the Patriots and they historically don't play well in Miami crabs. I got to say, I love it. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm confused with these two teams because I mean, a month ago we were watching, um, to uh, throw bombs to Tyreek and we were losing our minds and our brains were exploding out of our heads because it was the craziest thing ever, like seeing Tua complete a pass in practice. Um, so that was kind of confusing hearing all that hype. Um, but I like this team. I like this Dolphins team. And I really like that they added Tyreek Hill, not even just for him, but it's just going to open up opportunities for the rest of that team. We saw what happens with Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs where it just – provides plenty of opportunity for guys like Kelsey over the middle and, you know, shitty receivers behind them who are open because everyone's preoccupied. Right. Um, there's one thing I will say though. It's that I'm not worried about Bill Belichick's defense against um, the Dolphins. He's not going to struggle. I'm not worried for the Patriots is what I'm trying to say there. What I am worried about is the Patriots offense. I'm hearing that they tried out some new air raid offense in the preseason and it looked like shit. So they're going back to the drawing board. Um, and they're going to try to use my guy, Ramondre Stevenson, who I'm actually extremely high on this year in fantasy. They're going to try to use him in the air a lot. Um, so I'm looking to take his receiving prop at some point. It's hard to find, to be honest with you. I don't think anyone really knows what's going to happen there. Uh, but they're going to try to use him as almost like a James White, Rex Burkhead type, where they use him in the backfield a little bit, use him on third downs, and then use him as a receiver, which could be good. Uh, here's what I'll say. Just teams you put these teams next to each other, you take the Dolphins every single time. Um, But there's one thing that the Patriots have, and it's Bill Belichick, and it scares the living shit out of me every single time I bet against him. And more times than not, when I bet against that guy, I lose. And I try to bet against him a lot, Arm. A contrarian look is to fade that guy generally, and it doesn't work. It doesn't pay. Um, With that being said, this is the most trouble we've heard out of New England ever. I agree ever. with that ever, ever. I agree with that. It might be um, ever since Brady got there ever literally since before Brady got there. I don't even know what happened before then. Cause it was like 80 years ago. Um, I wouldn't doubt that guy is all I'm going to say. And you have some cojones taking your team against him. 
I know you have a good track record against them at home. I know you do. My buddy, you're by the way, you're the second only Dolphins fan I've ever met. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome you're a fan of that team. Good for you. As a Commanders fan who also deals with a shit team, respect. Um, you are my best friend from home, actually, Dolphins fans. He's very high on them as well, too. And he thinks Tyreek's going to be the best receiver in football this year. I'm concerned. Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm a little bit more reasonable than that, I think. I hope so. I hope you are. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be I great, just, but... I don't have success betting against Bill Belichick, but you have some cojones for doing it, and I'm rooting for you because I'm staying as far away from that game <laughs> I as I possibly you. can. If I had to bet it, I'd take the over. I think we see both offenses play better when we're used to Bill Belichick, slow, low-scoring games. I think they're trying to let Mac Jones kind of do his thing a little bit. And I think we see points from both sides. And I think we see two pretty darn good defenses, maybe not looking sharp. So I don't hate the over. If I had to play something, uh, that's where I would go. But I'm rooting for you, my man. I am. Um, I'm with you. I like the Dolphins a lot. I think that was a good pitch. I'm with it. I think the Pats are similar to the Chargers or similar to the Raiders, cheeky dogs plus three and a half that end up just straight up losing crabs. What's your last pick? Yeah. Um, we're talking about how RM, you don't like usually betting on your teams, whatever you honestly like fading them. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to back the Dallas Cowboys, which come in from me, a Washington football fan. I don't even know what to call us anymore. Uh, I think it means something. I really do because I hate the Cowboys guts and I think they're an absolute joke of an organization. And I love Having Mike McCarthy facing him twice a year, I love it just as much as facing Jason Garrett, which I didn't think it could get any better. <laughs> Plain and simple. And I love that Jerry Jones is still making calls for that team and not delegating to actual smart football minds. Um, I think it's great, and it's provided opportunity for teams like us. That being said, the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady. They get it done. When nobody's talking about this team on Sunday night, Everyone's down on the Cowboys. Their odds are moving because everyone's talking about your Eagles, Peter. Everyone's talking about them. Fly, Eagles, fly. Why is nobody talking about this Cowboys team, you know, defending champs and we and of that division? We know that in the past, that doesn't matter. It's almost always a new team every year to win that division. But I'll tell you right now, Dak Prescott and Zeke have never been chirped more, especially Zeke, have never been chirped more in an offseason from what I've heard. I've never in my you know, 10, 15 years of actually following football in my life. I'm used to the opposites. I'm used to everyone talking about how great the Cowboys are and overreacting. I feel like we're honestly at the point where we've seen them run their organization like a bunch of clowns for so long that now the public is saying, oh, we should actually fade this organization. They're a joke. Well, that's when I think guys like Zeke, who people are saying is washed, are going to step up. And guess what? They got Tony Pollard too. And they're going to use him just as much. And he honestly might be better. And that's going to be an issue for teams. And that's going to be an issue for the Bucs defense. And Dak Prescott, I like Dak Prescott. And I like Micah Parsons. And I like that defense. And what I like the most is this line. Plus two and a half, barely getting any fucking points against Tom Brady, the GOATs. Tom Brady hasn't even been with the team for the last two and a half weeks. I'm not going to, you know, make up rumors or anything, but I'm seeing a lot of talk about how Tom Brady might be focused on some other stuff going on right now at home. And hey, to each his own, take care of your stuff. But I don't know if he's going to be as locked in as he usually is. Plain and simple. I'm worried. 
Now, just like I talked about with Bill Belichick, can you ever doubt Tom Brady? No. And I think you're going to see a lot of bets on Tom Brady coming up here this weekend for that specific reason. Don't doubt the GOAT. Oh, is he going through some troubles at home? Oh, is there a divorce coming? I want to back that guy going through a divorce. Let's not act like that matters at all. This is a hungry Cowboys defense that's being doubted. And I think they're one of the best defenses in football. And I think they're going to give that very weak Tampa Bay offensive line that had three guys get hurt and now are out for an extended period of time. They're going to give them fits. And Tom Brady's not going to have a lot of time to throw. That rushing attack is going to be useless. They're not going to be able to run the ball at all. Give me the Cowboys. I'm taking the points because I love taking plus two and a half. For me, historically, it's been my most profitable football bet, especially in the NFL, ever since I started tracking my bets. Was I on the Rams as a teaser in plus two and a half? And did I like plus two and a half? Yes. But to be honest with you guys, that makes me like the Cowboys even more, even more. Give me the plus two and a half. Nobody likes taking plus two and a half ever because you look at the minus two and a half and you want to say, hey, I'm getting this better team at a discounted line here under a field goal. All they got to do is win by a field goal. They're the better team. Ooh, it's Tom Brady. They're not even going to win. I'm going to take the points. I'm not a heathen. I'm not an animal. I'm not taking the ML. Give me the two and a half. We might need it. The Cowboys keep that one close. And I think they win. Here's where I think you're contradicting yourself. You don't fade Bill Belichick, but you fade Tom Brady. You don't like the Chargers that much because you're worried about J.C. Jackson, possibly. But Jerron Curse, their safety is currently questionable, and Jordan Lewis, their cornerback, is currently questionable. Both game-time decisions. What do you like, Krebs? Because sometimes you're fading. It's like you go back and forth, like – I. Will people, because we know that, you know, the public is going to be all over Brady, but it's still the Cowboys. They're still going to be bet on a ton too. And with that short of a line, like, do you think Brady loses week one? That's an instance where I think to myself, I'm more confident that it was always Brady over Belichick. So I would rather fade Belichick on the road than fade Brady at an even cheaper price because the Cowboys, the reason people like the Eagles, the reason why I like the Eagles so much is that the Cowboys are trending down. Their offensive line is not the same. That defense is fine. It's it's also trending down. They've had some injuries throughout their team. You know, the loss of Amari Cooper, they don't have that many weapons on offense anymore. And while people are doubting Zeke, it's not like Zeke has proven that he's been that good lately. So whether he has a chip on his shoulder or not, he was certainly being doubted last year and he didn't perform that well last year. It was Tony Pollard show. And it's like, is another year added on age going to make Zeke better? I don't know. That's why that one is probably my least favorite of the ones that you've said, because there's no way I'm betting against Brady. There's no way. I know that, you know, he's had some weird stuff this offseason. But if you like, if you dislike some picks because of those reasons, I don't know then why you love the Cowboys so much for the, for, and then discounting the reasons that you already didn't like. I'm not betting on the Patriots week one. Let's get that. Let's get that straight. I was saying my only hesitancy is that you're betting against the best coach of all time. Hey, has the hesitancy of betting against the, the greatest football player of all time crossed my mind? Yes, it for sure has. It for sure has. But that line is short. It's Tom Brady. Here's what I'm going to see happen this season. 
We saw all the drama. We saw him retire in the offseason, right? He comes back. His wife is pissed. He promised he was done. We've all been through shit like that before. It is what it is. She's pissed. He has to go home for a little bit. Settle down the fam, okay? He comes back. Maybe his head's in another place for the first time in his career. Maybe not everything's sunshines and rainbows. Maybe this is the worst outline he's ever had. Maybe they lose week one, and that creates an incredible storyline of a comeback of the worst offseason and first week ever in his career. And then we see them slowly get better through as the season goes on. This team is still good. He carries them into the playoffs. Maybe they create some havoc in the playoffs. I don't think they run it back. I think they're a playoff team. I do. But I've seen it like it was yesterday. It'd be a very NFL storybook ending for all this drama, all this negativity with Tom Brady, them to lose this first game when everyone's going to be betting on Tom against the Cowboys, who everyone thinks stinks and are overrated. I'm on the opposite side. I think this defense is going to be disgusting. I really do. Um, and I want to fade Tom Brady. I do. We'll see how it plays out. Am I scared to fade Tom Brady? Yeah, I'm shaking in my boots, Peter. I'm shaking. But I'm doing it because no one else will. He started slow a few times. I, we've seen it. If if anything, that's the time where you know, Brady – I am I would never doubt Brady for a full season, but he's had a few slow starts to seasons. We've seen it. And then everyone laughs and says, oh, remember when people were doubting Brady because he started one and three? Like, yeah, that's a good point. That could easily happen, especially now. I mean, this guy – Brady only cares about Super Bowls. Right? What yeah. is week one at this point, especially when you have other things going on? They could go, they could start excuses. 0-2. They could start 0-2, 1-3, whatever it is. And no one so- – I'm not sounding the alarm on the on the Bucks until they're, they have five losses, right? Like I'm yeah. not – I'm not sounding the alarm. No one is. So I'm, I'm not saying they're mailing it in this game, but I, I could see how, you know, this isn't like a everyone's focused, must win. Like the Bucks are a team that, you know, they kind of can cruise through almost NBA style through the regular season a little bit more than, than some other teams. I don't mind Couldn't it. Agree more. I just, I, you know, I want the, I want the same energy almost. That's I, all agree. I, no, I do agree with what Peter was saying though, too. I think uh, I just want the same points. energy. I want okay. the same energy because if we're worried about the Chargers because of J.C. Jackson, we were worried about the Bills because of Tremaine um, or Tredavious White, and and the Cowboys have injuries in their secondary. So I just want us to keep the same energy craps. That's all. Okay, I'm that's fair. Let me clear this up. Fuck Bill Belichick. He's washed. This is the worst <laughs> offense he's ever had. He's going to lose to the up-and-coming Dolphins, and Tua is going to reign supreme. Tua non Twitter is going to come out of the woods, and everyone's going to be happy. There we go. I have one more lean and it has to do with my player props. So we're kind of going to mix them up a little bit. Okay. I just want to tail Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I want to take the Ravens minus six and a half, minus seven, minus 40. I think they're going to blow out the jets, but it's a tough one because I have a lot of conflicting systems going against me that week one underdogs that won four to six games, 70 and 34 and two ATS. Like that's, that's a really, really tough system as well as week one underdogs that missed the playoffs, 126, 101 and five. Like there are some conflicting system systems here that I'm going against, but Lamar Jackson, just didn't sign that contract. He said he's betting on himself this year. He's going up against a Jets team that is bad against the run, historically bad against running quarterbacks, and bad against the tight end. 
what do the Ravens do? They run the football. They use Lamar Jackson in the open field, and they throw to Mark Andrews. No Marquise Brown anymore. Doesn't matter. The dude dropped so many passes. Now you have Bateman in there. They have a better offensive unit. John Harbaugh, historically, I mean, remember week one last year, they beat the Chiefs. Like, we can't forget that. They beat the Chiefs. That's how well coached this team is going to go into this. I don't fully believe that the Jets have this great home field advantage. I, I think that Jets fans are going to be excited for this year, but there's no Zach Wilson either. I think they may be seeing the writing on the wall. I don't think this is going to be a crazy Jet stadium where Lamar Jackson goes into and it's like, whoa, look at all the noise. I think the Ravens go up early and absolutely demolish them. So one of my favorite player props of the day is Lamar Jackson over 290 and a half passing and rushing yards. I think he can get it in a bunch of different ways. Obviously, the ways he can get it are rushing and passing. But I think that he could either have a very good day rushing or he could really stand in the pocket and kind of dominate. I think this is going to be a Lamar Jackson look at me type of game. But do I want to take the Ravens to cover? Because my other thing is, I don't think the Jets are going to score that much. I. But also, there's another thing. is like Ronnie Staley, their best offensive lineman, out. J.K. Dobbins, questionable. Like, there's a lot of things that make me not want to take the Ravens spread. But also, I just don't know how the Jets cover either. So I'm just going to take Lamar Jackson. Just give me him. Because that's who I truly believe in. Yeah, And that's going to be my prop. And I might do Ravens minus six and a half. Like if that happened, like I might, I think they're going to crush them. I That's one of my only favorites I like in week one. I'll be honest with you. It I is. You're going to crush like them on them. What do you think? I mean, dude, they're, they're so, they, they're just so bad against the run, even without Dobbins. Like I think it, a combination of Lamar and, and Mike Davis will get that. will do the trick. I, I actually like Davis anytime touchdown because they're going to, they're going to get in the red zone. I, I don't know. This might be a little presumptive, but I'm imagining like how much does Lamar want to try to put his head down and dive at the goal line when he doesn't have his contract yet? Like, yeah. I think he's going to, I think he's going to kill it between the twenties, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about, you know, at the goal line, Mike Davis is a good goal line back. They're going to, they're going to get there a lot. I, I think they're going to have plenty of opportunities to punch it in. And I, I know fantasy and betting don't always correlate, but no team in the NFL gave up more fantasy points two running backs than the New York Jets last year. So uh, I could just see Mike Davis punching it in. But overall, yeah, I think Lamar is going to get his regardless. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm really excited to just watch him ball out. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder this week too. I agree. Like I, I, I love Harbaugh coming into week one, much better coach than Robert Sala. I, I think that the Ravens – do you not think that the Ravens crush them, Krabs? Um, love this pick. I have a Ravens Super Bowl ticket in my pocket. I have a Jets under ticket in my pocket. My biggest future of the season, four units, four units. Okay. I think this team is going to be disgustingly bad. And I'm very <laughs> happy that Flacco gets to play quarterback for them. If I hear one more person say it's Flacco revenge tour, have you guys seen this dude play football of late? Or in the last half decade, you mean? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't even played that many games, to be honest with you. But the ones he's been playing in, he's been terrible, terrible. in preseason. And I know it's preseason, okay? And it's Joe Flacco. He's a veteran. It's not, it's not like preseason matters, really. But he made some passes in the preseason. He had some picks in the preseason that I watched. And I was like, what are you doing, dudes? And it's not like the rest of that team is going to pick him up. I think the Ravens roll. For some reason, the Ravens are the biggest hardos of all time in the preseason. So... They're going to be more ready to roll than any other team in the NFL come week one. They start their starters, play their starters way more. They try way harder. 
Harbaugh loves effort level early in the season. He's This is the perfect spot if you're going to lay points. And there's a reason that line has moved so much, Peter. I get this in ASAP. Ravens went big. Lamar. I think Arm hit the nail on the head saying he's not going to be running as much this season. I agree. Um, except in games where it's close and they need to win. That's when he's going to put his head down because he's a winner and he's a Raven. He's going to be on that team. They're going to figure it out. He needs to get a freaking agent, but let's talk about that. <laughs> I digress, whatever. I agree um, with you. I think there's an opportunity that he runs the ball like six, seven times for 80 yards. Yeah. Like just, Peter, I'm, just like, I'm on his... like doesn't even have to run that many times. But it's just so freaking good on the ground against a bad team that is not good. Like, the best cornerback is Sauce Gardner, who's making his first NFL start ever for the Jets. Yeah. Like, they're getting back um, – and excuse me, they're getting back uh, – I forget his freaking name, and this is bad, but it's like Carl Landry or something. Do you, guys, do you guys know that Jets player who they're just getting back, who had the injury last year? Um, Krabs, you're looking it up right now, but – so the defense has done better. They're, they've made improvements to their roster, and they're at home. Could be C.J. Mosley revenge game. Will it be? <laughs> like it, it's just Probably like not. former Ravens. I think you, the more I think, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Ravens minus six and a half. Like that's the, add that the to Jets my. Jets also ruled out uh, Dwayne Brown earlier as well. That's so really I'm, bad for them. Yeah. Give yeah. me, give me the Ravens by sixty. Yeah. Wayne Brown. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So my card is now the Ravens, but I love Lamar Jackson. I might take his passing yards because I understand what you guys are saying, um, but I think I'm just gonna just give me all of it. Give yeah. me all of it. I just want a Lamar Jackson show. I think you he get can it throw. On, I think he can throw two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy yards passing. And you know, if if they go up huge early and he doesn't get the yards. Chalk it to the game, but I'm going to be on the Ravens anyway. So it's almost like, well, I'll be on the Ravens. So if they go up big and they win the full game, I won that bet anyway. So it's almost sort of a hedge, but I think he could get it while they win by a ton. So that's definitely my favorite. Um, So Aram, your favorite is that Mike Davis anytime touchdown. Love that prop. Crabs, give us one more prop. And Aram, do you have another one? Because I have one more too. That's all from me. Good. Crabs, any props from you? Yes. So I'm going to keep the first one quick. And I do have a second one that I really like. It's a season long, season long one though, but it's already paid out. It's green. Uh, the first one, Kyle Pitts over 58 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm actually very high on this passing offense this season. Number one, they're going to be playing from behind every game. Number two, I think Marietta is going to be fine. Number three, Pitts is actually a fucking dog and he's going to be a stud. He's Number four, so good. pretty, he's so good. Pretty sure Drake London is not going to play. I'd be shocked if he plays. He's 50-50. Apparently, he's going to give it a go on Saturday um, – or, sorry, Sunday uh, before the game and see if he can go. I think it would be pretty dumb for them to force him to play. Um, and that's why I think we're seeing this line kind of t- uh, trickle upwards. So if you're going to play this with me, get it in now at 58.5 because it's going to end in the 60s. Uh, I don't really see any other you know weapons that he's going to go to. I think it's going to be the Kyle Pitts show. They're going to be playing from behind the whole game. They're going to be feeding him. He's a stud. And even if Drake London ends up playing, he's going to be hobbled. He's going to be more of just a distraction out there in his first career NFL game. Let's not forget he's actually the youngest guy drafted in this draft. Uh, so I don't even think he's going to be that great anyways early in the season. More of a distraction. Kyle Pitts is going to eat. I was impressed heavily from what I saw with him 
It's not easy being a young tight end in the league. It's really not. And he balled last year, in my opinion, on a crummy team. And I think Mariota is going to be looking for a lot of safe passes um, to his big tight end there in Pitts, who's an absolute stud and animal. Um, I love it. I, I love this prop. And now you my can season. Fun- and you can find all of these props on prize picks. Use code just baseball to get that full yep. deposit match. What I will say also, Krabs, totally love this play. But what I love even more, and it involves Kyle Pitts, I like his over four and a half receptions yep. on prize picks. That's the angle because I believe that Mariota is going to drop back and give him a couple quick slants. Good. He's and a receiver too. He's <laughs> a receiver. So if he doesn't like get that many yards because the Saints just put everything on him, he could just get a couple of safe passes like you were saying. So I think there's a strong possibility he goes like six catches for 50 yards. And then we're sitting there being like, well, they were throwing to him all game. But everyone in the Saints was like, this is the only guy we have to cover. So I think that they're going to get the ball into his hands. But will he be able to get the yards? I do think so. Like, I do think that this is go over. I would definitely lean over. But I think at four and a half receptions, that's the way I really want to play it. But both are available on prize picks. And both, I think, are great plays there. Agreed. Number two, Brees Hall under 800 and a half rushing yards for the season. Play this on prize picks before it's too late. My favorite futures prop of the year. Uh, And it's only getting better. So the Jets haven't had a running back hit 800 rushing yards uh, since Matt Forte in 2016. And it's not going to be Brees Hall. Not when they have a guy like Michael Carter, who I genuinely think is better. uh, And their coach, sorry, Mike LaFleur, their offensive coordinator, came out the other day and said Michael Carter is the heartbeat of their offense. So he's not going Mm -hmm. away. And last year, he was pretty much the only guy back there who was relevant or good, and he only got 650 yards. I don't think Brees Hall is going to get it. I think it's going to be more like a running back by committee. We're way too high on this kid. He's never played a snap ever. Do I think he's extremely talented and had a great career at, at in college at Iowa State? Yeah, I really do. Um, but I don't, I'm don't. i not high on him this season at all. He's on a team that's going to be losing almost every game. They're going to be passing to come from behind. They're not going to be handing the ball off a ton. Um I I just I don't understand why anyone would be on his over and people are gassing this kid up. I think he's great. Too many mouths to feed in that backfield. Too crummy of a team for him to get over 800 yards. He's not doing it. You even love, see it in his draft. Position, I love that one. Fantasy and fantasy football. It got, he's going so high. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think it's it. kind of reflective of just what what the general perception is, which is probably a bit too optimistic on him for a rookie running back yeah. on a bad team. I agree. My last prop. So my two favorite props are one is aligned with crabs. I like Kyle Pitts over four and a half receptions as well as Lamar Jackson to over 290 and a half passing and rushing yards. My last one is Christian McCaffrey over 45 and a half receiving yards. I also do like his receptions, but on prize picks is at five on books. It's four and a half majorly juice towards the over. If you give me five catches with Christian McCaffrey, he's going over this total while we do like the Browns to overall win the game let's not pretend like this Browns offense or Browns defense is all that great Baker Mayfield what how he knows that he is going to win because you know he has DJ Moore he has some good wide receivers but Baker's problem has been sometimes throwing to these wide receivers you know he relies on the run game he's going to rely on Chris McCaffrey I think there was a 
a wrench thrown in there with that he was on the injury report. But then all other reports is that he's as healthy as ever. I think week one, when we get the healthy Christian McCaffrey, he's going to kind of show why he is one of the greatest offensive threats in the NFL. Will he be healthy all season? I truly don't know. I have a sprinkle on him as offensive player of the year because I think he can do it if he stays healthy and we can't plan on injuries. But you're telling me week one, I got a healthy Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to go over his receiving yards because I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of dunk offs. We've seen it with Kareem Hunt with Baker Mayfield. Like Baker Mayfield likes to do those kinds of things. He's going to try and get it out of his hand quick. And Christian McCaffrey, I think, goes over that. I like his receptions too. If it's at four and a half on prize picks, it's at five. That makes me like it even more. Over 45 and a half receiving yards. What do we that think, plays. gentlemen? That plays. I like it. That plays. I'm like behind it. it. And you can play all of these on prize picks. Again, use code just baseball when you download for that full deposit match. I think we're we're saying goodbye here, folks. That's week one, Sunday picks. Of course, we'll be back for Monday to give you my pick for Monday night football. Crabs is already on the Seahawks. I'm leaning under. It may change, so make sure that you're up to date on all these different podcasts. And check us out on YouTube, the full video version. If you're currently watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We'll be here all season long. But we have to remember that none of this was gambling for us. Sure.